Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX. This man next to me is a taquita lover. He yeah, yeah. is uh, Mr. Electric, Sean DePaz, and of course, Jesse Friedman, also here, your Thunderstick, my vice mayor. That was a tough loss. That was an important game that the Arizona Diamondbacks absolutely had to win against the New York Yankees. Uh, it doesn't exactly eliminate their playoff chances or put them into that kind of peril, but uh, this game seemed like it was in the Diamondbacks' hands, and they kind of let it slip through their fingers there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Diamondbacks bullpen has been really good lately, and and that's ultimately you know what what swung this game in, in the Yankees' favor at the end of the day. I mean, Kevin Ginkle can only be. I mean, he came in with a two one two ERA and a zero point nine four whip in baseball for so long. Yeah, I mean, he's been really phenomenal for this team. And Ryan Thompson came into this game having literally not allowed a run. Uh, you know, since becoming a member of this Diamondbacks team and his opponent OPS with the Diamondbacks was like 200 or something ridiculous like that. So in in a lot of ways, I mean, those those things just weren't sustainable, right? I mean, the D-backs bullpen was going to was going to give up some runs in a, in a tough spot at some point. I think for me, this one, you know, ultimately maybe comes down more to the offense. And mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't a terrible day. They put up four runs. You know, they, they were able to get some some big hits in, in different situations. But at the end of the day, it's tough to score when you only have two extra base hits and they're doubles, right? Yeah. Uh, the Yankees just had a lot more slug in this game than the Diamondbacks did. And in this series as a whole, the Yankees just knocked the ball around the ballpark uh, you know, quite a bit more than the Diamondbacks were able to. And uh, it ultimately leads to a, a pretty tough series loss for the D-backs in New York. This one looked pretty good because obviously we know the Yankees didn't have much to play for. Uh, there's some conflicting information about whether or not they're actually eliminated from the playoffs because we celebrated this yesterday. They are, or at least they this are eliminated did. from the playoffs. Yep. It's I believe it's because uh, two teams that they're in contention with are playing each other. Uh, those teams okay. being the Mariners and the Astros. So it is not possible 
for those for neither of those teams to win like over the next few uh, days. Uh, so one of the two one teams is guaranteed a win for the next three days. So got if it. you kind of dig a little deeper on that level, that's probably where it comes. That from. explains it. But so I also, was right in my celebration. You were right in your celebration. <laughs> so was talking baseball, and so were we. Uh, the Diamondbacks did what they needed to do, do early. They they gave Merrill Kelly uh, a, a lead early on. Alec Thomas had a big two-run double with two outs in the first inning. Uh, had absolutely smoked it, 110.5 miles, uh, miles per hour off the bat. He smoked even the outs today. Alec Thomas mm. was hitting the ball very hard today, um, and that gave the Diamondbacks a 2 nothing lead that they held for a, a fairly de- decent amount of time. Merrill Kelly, he wasn't great especially right away in the first inning. Something Sean and I discussed was that it seemed like he had that break uh, or bend but don't break first inning. Usually that happens with Merrill where where you'll see him have a bad inning, maybe throw a lot of pitches, maybe give up a couple runs, but then he seems to get things back on track. That first inning had pitch count of 35, I believe, after the first inning. He faced four batters. Yeah, and he, they basically averaged like 10 10 pitches per plate appearance in that first inning. It was pretty crazy. Um, but he did get through it without giving up any runs and was able to, for the most part, um, you know, be Merrill Kelly, where even on a bad day where he didn't have his best stuff, he was able to give the Diamondbacks a, a chance to win. Uh, he goes five innings pitch, gives up four hits, two earned runs, two walks, uh, and strikes out five. But uh, wasn't very efficient and wasn't exactly the Merrill we've seen that's able to go deep into games, which the Diamondbacks very much needed today. Yeah. Yeah, there's something there's something about Merrill on the road where mm. it's just it's just different, right? Uh, I think his ERA on the road coming in was a little bit over four. Um, so yeah, I, I mean Merrill on the road has just not been the same as Merrill at home this year, and and I mean it's been the same for Zach Gallon, right? I mean that's kind of been the storyline all season long. Uh, I was looking back at at Merrill's past four road starts coming into this one on September the 14th. You've got that start against the Mets where he gave up seven runs, went five innings. Before that, he had a start against the Cubs at Wrigley Field where he only gave up one run in five and two thirds, but he had five walks in that game. It was kind of a grinder from what I remember. Start before that was in Los Angeles back on August 29th. That was the day where he gave up seven runs on 12 hits, more walks than strikeouts. And then the one before that was in San Diego. I was there covering that game, and that was also a grinder for me. He had four walks in that game compared to three strikeouts. So this is kind of the Merrill that, that we've seen on the road for a while now, a guy who's who's going to probably give you a chance to win, uh, you know, going to probably keep you in the game, but he's not going to go, you know, six or seven innings and, you know, zero or one earned runs or something, uh, you know, like we've seen him done at home uh, time and time again. So. You know, we just kind of saw that version of him again today. Yeah, didn't didn't have his change up today either. Yeah, and I, I mean, I feel like we haven't brought up the weather at all, and like that certainly the plays an effect, um, yeah. especially in what was it yesterday's game? Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday's yeah, game. Yesterday's where it was just game. Like, it was. It you, I, worse. Than I thought today, it was going to sure. get rained out. I don't know how they ended up finishing that game, but uh, so I mean, I feel like that's important. But by and large, you, I mean, you mentioned his kind of string of, of road games. I mean, at, at this point, it's something that I'm concerned about. Is is like is the starting pitching. I I feel like if they're going to manage to do anything in the postseason, like that is the one question mark I have at this point is if you are going to get good performances out of Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly. And based on what we've seen of them recently, like that's not, it's not as much of a guarantee as I think it would have been for the first half of the season. So like, it is certainly something to be concerned about. Um, It's it's inconsistent. It's definitely, that's the problem. Like it, it, it is, you would like to know if you were going into the postseason, like, all right, if like this is the this is our problem, but it's like you almost you almost can't you almost don't really know like if this team is going to lose, it's hard to predict 
why they're going to lose. Um, <laughs> what thing isn't going to work? Because either right? the offense is going to show up, or like today, all of a sudden, the bullpen had their first bad outing in a while. Yeah, and then I, like you obviously been talking about the inconsistencies with Merrill and Zach. Like that's the most frustrating part of this to me is it's just like it. Anytime you feel like you have a peg, you, you like you have this team pegged. It, it is they end up doing something different. They end up looking like a different team, um, which I mean, yeah. could be an advantage, right? Like you don't really know what team you're getting when you play them in the postseason <laughs> if you're another team, but, but um, yeah, I mean, it's not great because yeah. the diamondbacks need Merrill Kelly and Zach gallon essentially in order for them to advance in, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to do it without them. Uh, meanwhile, Zach gallon was absolutely incredible in game two of this series with all of that crazy weather game two was probably the wildest game. As far as the weather was concerned, yeah. uh, we probably should give King snake to the New York Yankees grounds crew. For but real. We absolutely, yeah, honestly, yesterday. we absolutely <laughs> aren't going to do that. But gallon uh, went six innings, gave up three hits, no runs, walked two, struck out eight. And that, that was playoff gallon. I think when you talk about the numbers you just pulled, the most concerning part about that is knowing the diamondbacks are going to be on the road for that playoff series and right, knowing yeah. that these those games those numbers you just went over aren't like selective starts on the road you picked throughout the season those are his last four starts know. and then you pepper in tonight's which wasn't you know terrible but also not another strong outing on the road and you know you don't have the most confidence that merrill is going to be you know the merrill kelly we know him to be at chase field in in a in a playoff series on the road and potentially in philadelphia yeah, and I mean, Zach was, I think he was good yesterday. That was a huge bounce back start for yeah. him, right? I mean, Zach, it's no secret, has not really looked like himself uh, his last five times out, outside of a complete game shutout, somehow yeah. mixed in the middle there. In the most, uh, like one of the most, in probably the most important game of the year. Up yeah, to that point. <laughs> that's still, it's it's odd how, how this has worked out for him, but... I still think, I mean, uh, there were some long fly balls. Yeah. Uh, the wind, I think, did Zach Gallon some favors yesterday. If, if we're being honest, there was still some hard contact there. And, you know, if the Diamondbacks are able to find their way into the playoffs, yes, he is going to be starting on the road, and he's not going to be starting against the New York Yankees, right? Yeah. yeah. He's going to be starting against, you know, potentially the Philadelphia Phillies, whose lineup is better five hitters <laughs> deeper than this Yankees lineup right? lineup is just good um, unlike the Yankees lineup that yeah should be this so place. it was a huge step in the right direction for Zach and I do think he pitched well overall for sure I, I don't want to discredit that but I, I don't think it was you know Zach Gallen is yeah. back and Zach and, and even he if you look at his comments after the game that was kind of his sentiment too he thought he had figured out some things he talked about uh you know kind of discovering some mechanical issues that he thinks has been causing some problems recently but even he, as as he often does, uh, was not particularly satisfied and and still kind of viewed, uh, you know, his pitching as just kind of a continued work in progress right now. Yeah, I think the well, I say I think the encouraging thing about the 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 gallon performances, even if it wasn't like his best, is that like everything was at least it's like as far as the Zach Gallon narrative of this year, like everything was working against him. It was an early start bad weather on the road and he still managed to come out and, and pitch relatively well which i think is encouraging but he is from new jersey so i don't no, know if the true. bad weather phased him as much as it might have phased uh most people or yeah, or, or, or or playing in new york but yeah, uh fair enough yeah you, i mean that's not, not like that was necessarily a a raucous new york crowd yesterday there was that's fair nobody at that game. <laughs> there were 39,000 39, people there, Sean. Ticket, yeah <laughs> there was, was not so 39,000 people at that game and i don't <laughs> like I, go, I would just i would have loved to see the the pa announcer where he had to make that announcement yeah. like today's official attendance 39,000 you think they actually announced that in the ballpark uh, yeah uh, they have to 
Well, I mean, I know to, there's. They? Well, they yeah, might not they have to, the PA announcer might not have to. Well, obviously, they have to tell the, 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 the media. The media, yeah. I don't know if they have to. And that's probably why they made that announcement, right? Like they they had just said. Or well, that's why they made the comment. And, and in regards to that, I just want to say how furious I would be as a ticket holder for that game because not only did that game get delayed, right? Yeah. But uh, they Bobble. canceled Bobblehead yeah, Night, which tough. is why there was they 39, postponed 000. it till 2024. Till next year. Yeah. Not till Monday. Not till next weekend. I mean, I know they don't have any more home games. This is it. But like. Come on, make the give it to the people yeah. who came out in the rain on Sunday. Give it to the people who who played hooky from work on Monday. Yeah, give, you got everybody in the ballpark a bobblehead. Forget some people not getting one. With the attendance today, everybody would have gotten. Yeah, you probably one. still would have had enough to do a giveaway next year too. There was fair. nobody. There was like three thousand people. Yeah, they would have only given out like a couple hundred. <laughs> yeah. <of> them, so. <laughs> uh, one thing that I was not satisfied when it came to at least Saturday's or what was it Sunday's game? Saturday's game didn't happen. Uh, Sunday's game was the usage of Kevin Ginkle in that mm. game that I felt was completely unnecessary. Kevin Ginkle came in. Mm. I think he pitched an inning and a third, or maybe just an inning. You threw uh, like 22, 27, 20, pitches. 27. Yeah. 28, wow. 28 pitches is wow. what he threw. And I don't like that. I didn't like that. And yeah. I don't know how that impacted Kevin Ginkle's usage today, considering he was the one that struggled and basically gave up the lead for the diamondbacks and the bullpen. Uh, the bullpen was not great today. Uh, we do know that we talked about like, Andrew Saul Frank and Ryan Thompson's success. Both of those guys struggled. At least Saul Frank managed to get out of his inning of work without giving up a run. Ryan Thompson was not so lucky. He did come into the outing with 10 scoreless innings in his D-backs career uh, and an opponent slash line of 065-121-097. Yeah, I mean, it always felt like that was going to I know it was gonna. We were not. He was totally gonna sustain that. Yeah, right. Like it did not seem sustainable (laughs) at all. I think it's gonna be the greatest reliever ever in the Diamondbacks. Far from ideal that it happened and when it did, and that it all kind of happened at once with the whole of the bullpen that was used today. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying not to get like to overreact too much because, like, obviously this could feel this. This could end up being really bad the fact that they dropped two of these games, but. It like, could be. And then the bullpen didn't look good, and that Maryland didn't look all, like it. But, but that, I'm just saying, though, look how critical using Ginkle yesterday yeah. might have ended up that being. Point earlier. I, yeah. I, and I'm like, I, I know that there's a lot of people that, that sometimes question Tory's managerial decisions. That's one I can understand because, to be honest, that I didn't feel like that was necessary when they, I think they had a 6 nothing lead when they brought yeah. Ginkle in. And yeah, I, you're right. It was six nothing. Yeah. And I just that that's the part for me. That's just like, I don't know the the Yankees. I look over at the Yankees and the Yankees and two of these games used relievers for three innings at times. Right. I think in the first game, uh, their their reliever finished up the game and basically went three and two thirds innings. And then in this game, you have them going two and a third. Uh, Vasquez went two and a third. And like that, that part of it for me at times is like, look, when you have a six nothing lead, maybe maybe let. Maybe let Ryan Thompson, that's been scoreless, go a little longer. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't think you'd want to have Thompson doing that either, because he's also one of your higher that's leverage true. guys. That's so true. That's true. That just seemed like a situation for like 
Yeah, I mean, like you know, like Bryce Jarvis or yeah. some some guy who's you know you know generally used for lower leverage situations. I think that's a really fair point. I, I mean, mean it, you, and just, it's, you just had you have a you have a every game is critical. We've said this. Every game is a playoff game leading up to the end of the season. So you need to keep your quality bullpen guys. It's not like Ginkle. I, I don't know. Maybe he hadn't pitched in a while, so maybe Tory felt like a need to get him into this one. I, I'm not looking at his recent performances, but. I just don't really know. It doesn't feel like it was a necessary game to bring in some of your most, you know, crucial uh, relievers when you were going to end up possibly needing them today, like like they did, right? Mm -hmm. So he hadn't pitched. He hadn't pitched though. in a while. He hadn't pitched since the nineteenth. So see, he was on. Yeah, he was on four days rest. That's what that, I figured. That could have been. It part had of to it. be something like that, right? But I, mean, I think it's still a it's still a fair point because something that Tori has consistently done for the last couple weeks is like he's bringing in Ginkle with that five run lead pretty much every time. He's yeah. bringing in Seawald, you know, even if it's not necessarily a save situation. But they These need are, the work to get the work in. Yeah, right? I mean, on some level to get the work in, but I think it's also just that Tori really wants to win these games, and so he's setting the bar for like when these guys would come in a little bit differently yeah. than he would have earlier in the season. And, and I think it's a fair point and it does it does end in situations like this where you use, you know, one of those guys in a situation where they didn't really need to be used. And then when you really do need them, it's like, Oh shoot, this guy threw 25 pitches, yeah. you know, in a situation yep. where we didn't really need him the other day. Yep. So it's a fine line. I mean, if he brings in someone else there, you know, in yesterday's game and suddenly that game becomes interesting. Then yeah, you're like, why maybe, did, why yeah, did you why do this? Why did you go to Ginkgo? Yeah. So it, it's it's hard, but I, I think it's, a, I think it's a, a valid point that you're bringing up for sure. One thing that we know around here is managing is uh, it, it's a thankless job. It's <laughs> a thankless job. But because uh, this guy doesn't even want to give him an award. He doesn't feel like they even <laughs> deserve an award. Uh, I would love to award. give them awards, but they would have to share so many secrets with the media <laughs> that I just don't see it happening. That's the, that's the problem with the award for me. Uh, Ryan Thompson did give up a solo home run. He almost gave up a two home run, but he didn't because Alec Thomas. Because Alec Thomas, look, we've said 71% of the earth is covered by water. It's it's all covered by Alec Thomas. We are all witnesses. Alec Thomas is the greatest center fielder to ever play the game. Uh, <laughs> and for this reason and because of his two-run double that put the Diamondbacks up early, Alec Thomas is our king snake for this game. Uh, we we are dubbing it the catch 3.0 TM TM. <laughs> Just so to make sure. I mean, he, yeah, he's honorable he's a dog. He's like, a dog. It, it is he's really, got that dog. In he's it. just he his defense keeps this team in game sometimes. Like, really, I don't know. I mean, and Damon made the point when it happened. Like, like he's so good that like even though you know he's going to the wall and he's gonna have to leap at the wall, you still feel like he's gonna catch it. Yeah. Like, I felt like that was an out the entire yeah, the time, whole time he was running to it. I feel like I, I, I is it his body language sometimes? Like cause sometimes if it's gonna be a home run, you don't really see him even fake the yeah. funk that I mean, he's going to get it at the sure. wall, if right? He's, if he's chasing after it, there's just there's like a, a natural, like, okay, he probably is yeah. going to catch this. Uh, yeah. well, the only thing about this is just the wind has obviously been acting up all all weekend. So yeah, you have no it idea makes how it that gonna... much more difficult of yeah. a play for him. And is he, it going to push it out? He's he still made it. Oh. Alec Thomas doesn't give a fuck about wind. He doesn't. He he controls the wind. He does. He controls he's all, the, all he's of the avatar. Yeah, he's like Captain Planet. Uh Speaking of someone also that deserves their flowers, uh, Tommy Fan played in his 1,000th career baseball game. He is one of, I think they said, 65 active players to play in a 1,000 baseball game. So shout out to Tommy Fan, another quality pickup for the Arizona Diamondbacks that really has been a huge part of the reason why they are playing meaningful games right now as we speak. But 
Uh, big shout out to you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet already, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Uh, leave us a thumbs up just for our own personal self-esteem and letting us know that you don't blame us for the Diamondbacks losing this game. If you're listening on the Was audio on the podcasting, uh, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> we look, look. It sounded very like, it sounded like an admission of look, guilt. I'm just saying like, sometimes we definitely were not responsible for them losing this game. I know no one has accused us of that yet, but we but, are not responsible. Hey, I'm trying to just get out ahead of it. Just <laughs> I respect get in front it. of it. All right. Very political. Um, there. If you're listening on the audio <laughs> podcasting side, uh, we appreciate you being here. Leave us a review uh, and don't blame us in your review for this loss. <laughs> we had uh, nothing to do with it. We had nothing to do with this uh and subscribe i to didn't us do there. it <laughs> uh, but uh we definitely can't keep letting them get away with this that's for <laughs> sure uh speaking of letting people get away with things i don't know how circle k keeps letting us get away with being members of the inner circle me either it's a free membership program it absolutely <laughs> will save you money on not only all sorts of wonderful products but gas i filled up gas. this morning yes gas is very 25 important cent off. 25 cents off gas Come is on. too expensive right this now. this is dog. stupid right now i mean absolutely that's why circle k is out here in these streets uh <laughs> trying to do what they can to give us cheaper gas so it sign up the for their inner circle program for free by downloading the circle k app today terms and conditions apply at participating locations visit circlek.com for details you get that 25 cents per gallon off your first five phillips and you also get Buy five, get the six one free on a selection of Circle K products, including pizza, coffee, and ice cold fountain drinks. And I got this morning just a coupon for free coffee. They're Damn. just like, just stop buying, come get, get free, free coffee. coffee. Just get hey. free coffee. Free iced coffee, free hot coffee, Ooh. no matter the size. They mm. don't care. They're not judging me. They mm. let me get whatever I want. They know I'm going to, like, you know, get free Phillips and stuff while I'm there anyway. So whatever. It's That's, that's the fountain drink life. That's different. Coffee, fountain drinks, anything you let me pour myself. I'm going to take lots of, but uh, anyway, speaking of lots of that, they don't let me fill up my own glass at uh, illegal Pete's. Uh, they have the strongest margaritas in Arizona. And for that reason, they don't let me come behind the bar and fill up my own glass, but uh, they will feed me uh, a bunch of amazing food. And of course they are here. Yeah. You were eating one. Yeah, I, know. I was, I was there. I very good. I was there Saturday. I still well. haven't stopped thinking about the, the fact margarita I, I had one. on Saturday. It was bomb. Damon yeah. said he was going to show up and then didn't. Only Ooh, one. Ooh, Damon. One and a half. Damon. I mean, how many do you have at Little Pete's on Saturday when you said you were going to show up and you? Yeah, didn't? Damon. How many did you have? The thing is, is I didn't the show up, is, but I know, I know is. that shit would have been different if I did because one and a half margaritas is not. Well, acceptable. well. No. To be fair, to be fair, one and a half. We started the right? show and then I was doing the show and I couldn't get more and then they closed by the time our show was over. So. That sounds like bad planning. That's not my no, fault. That, That's it not was fault. No, no, no. It was nobody's Horrific fault. Horrific time management. But it was the, the 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 planning was definitely not there. Shout out Danielle because she went and got Totri one during our show and then Totri split it with me. So all right. Well, uh make so sure friends are mm -hmm. don't blame don't blame your friends uh for not drinking the margaritas at illegal Pete's. Take that uh upon yourself to do. And of course, uh don't blame Damon for not showing up either. You can go to Illegal Pete's with or without Damon. Uh, and enjoy all of the wonderful things they have uh, to offer, including their but I'll probably be there. Patio season. <laughs> Damon's always there. He lives there. That's uh, why I was upset. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, big fan of the pipe and hot queso. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Uh, Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers for 28 years. Well, let's take a look at the numbers for this series with the New York Yankees because the Diamondbacks, uh, they, they, they hung in there. They should have won. This final game, I'm still going to say that even though that's not how games work. You can't just say they should have won it and, and <laughs> that, yeah. But anyway, this one was definitely one they should have won. But uh, they lose the series 14 runs to 12. The Yankees out hit them 27 to 21. Both teams had three errors in the three games. 
Uh, and really, starting pitching ERA, relief pitching ERA, that's that's the story of this one. You could say, uh, obviously, the Yankees outpowered them with the home runs, but uh, mostly... The Yankees did not outpower them with the home runs. Aaron yeah, Judge, Aaron Judge did outpowered them in the them. first game of the series. <laughs> Correct. Uh, but, I mean, that was the the relief pitching starting pitching really bad in this series and of course uh the, the both we can't have both of those things being bad and have success the Di- there's no way for the diamondbacks to f- win these final two series that they have coming up against the white Sox and the astros and have both of their starting pitching and relief pitching be this bad yeah i mean it doesn't matter the yankees are not a very good baseball team but it that that's what's concerning about this right like if if you, this is how you're going to perform against a bad baseball team at this time of the year, what are you going to do? Kind of like Jesse alluded to, if it's the Phillies or yeah. if it's the Brewers or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so that's really concerning. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't want to put too much stock into like the errors or the home runs, considering the elements. Like that clearly played an effect on those numbers. But I mean, as far as the home runs are concerned, I mean the home runs. Aaron Judge was just kept. He's Aaron Judge. Man. He's Aaron Judge. I don't know. He hit three of the first day, but. Probably would have had another one today if it wasn't for Alec Thomas, for sure. Yeah, but like the 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 pitching is is certainly concerning. Like I was talking about earlier, like yeah, you really this is not the time for them to be doing this and for them to be putting out bad performances. So hopefully it was it was yeah. just a matter of it being a really weird weekend with the weather and the delays and stuff like that. But uh, certainly not encouraging going into these final two series. There's a lot of uh, blame being thrown around in the chat about whose fault it is, and I, I just don't like. <laughs> they seem to be I saying like it's your fault. My Derek. name being included in it. I don't care who. I'll, it could be uh, Charles's fault. It could be Elizabeth's fault. Uh, it's not my fault. It's absolutely not my. I don't think it's my fault. I, I, I wasn't even around on Friday, Saturday. I was. I mean, this being whole a pro like, wrestling commissioner. Like, there's no way this is on me. Yeah, I mean, uh, leading up until this series, I've been saying really nice things about the Yankees and how good of a franchise they are. So I don't think I had really anything to do <laughs> with the outcome of this series. I definitely didn't want this. this I really didn't want this bad. I didn't want this. Can we time code it. this so we can clip this? I just, I just want this one for my personal collection. <laughs> I. Never said anything better. Could you imagine if like Aaron Judge in the post game was like, "Yeah, we heard this one dude on the on this podcast talking." Well, that's what we had joked about, about on Friday after his third home run. And he does a standing <laughs> O. It was definitely like a "fuck you, Sean." Fuck yeah, you, Sean. yeah. Um, it makes sense actually. I mean, uh, Aaron Judge is the one Yankee I don't talk bad about. Also, speaking of which, what is Aaron, what was Aaron Boone complaining about? In this, uh, oh yeah, we still were wondering about that when uh, Miguel it, Castro was, was having stuff? issues. Like, with I the think it might have been uh, mound visits related. Uh, they seem to be hypothesizing that on on the broadcast, like because ah. you only get so many in a in a game, right? Yeah. And they had to deal with the pitchcom situation. Maybe Aaron Boone was trying to say that there was a you know an uncounted mound visit in there at some Come point. Up, your man. team's been eliminated. We're playing We're in the rain. Done, no. When do you just chill out? When do you just? <laughs> yeah, stop if your being team like has been eliminated, no man, no manager of an eliminated baseball team should be allowed to like argue anything. Yeah, right. You're like, not even allowed to set foot on the fucking field. Anymore. I would have loved. I would have loved. He, Aaron Boone steps out there. The home plate umps just like win some games. Talk to me later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are you in the standings again? Talk to me in October. Talk to me in October. Oh wait, it's oh wait, you won't be there. Go back to your dugout. Go on vacation now, like the rest. Of you're them. also winning. Yeah, don't you want yeah, this to get wrapped yeah, up? Yeah, just chill out. Um, but speaking of winning, the Diamondbacks obviously did not win this series, and they need to win the final two series of the year. I don't, I don't know numbers wise if that's a requirement, but it really feels like with how these other wild card teams are performing and the way this is going to play out here at the end, you're going to have to take the series against the Chicago White Sox and then a very tough series at home. 
against the Houston Astros team, who honestly has not been playing very good baseball right now, but could all of a sudden turn things around when it comes to play the Diamondbacks. Uh, but before we get to that series with the Astros, let's take a look at this Chicago White Sox team the Diamondbacks have coming up. Uh, they have a record of 60 and 96 with a run differential of minus 181. <laughs> that's that's a lot. They're that's not a, lot. a they're not a good baseball team. No. Contrary to popular opinion, the Chicago White Sox are not a good baseball team. It is amazing that they have really been like the most disappointing team in baseball for like three straight years now it feels like. Yeah, they're always a young and exciting team until <laughs> yeah. we get halfway then, through the season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, bad baseball team. You gotta uh, take care of business. Four and six in their last ten games. Their starting pitching ERA is four point eight five, which is twenty third in Major League Baseball. Relief pitching is five point zero one, which is twenty sixth in Major League Baseball. Their OPS is six seventy nine as a team, twenty eighth in baseball, and their defensive run save minus sixty one, twenty ninth in Major League Baseball. Can you guys guess who do you think leads the White Sox this year in defensive run save? Oh, it's got to be something weird. It's uh, Tim it's, Anderson leads the team in knockouts. I know that. Yeah. And he is last on the team in defensive run save. And then he's like <laughs> minus 16 or something like that. Is it somebody that's like not there anymore? It is somebody who's not that's there anymore. so classic. <laughs> is it Sebi? It is Sebi Zavala. Zavala. Let's go. Yeah. That is the Let's funniest go. thing. What a poverty <laughs> franchise. What a joke. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's we incredible. We took your DRS leader. I mean, to Suck be fair, Sevi Zavala wasn't doing a whole lot offensively when he when he was yeah. with the White How Sox. How many defensive so runs saved does he have? I think it was seven. Hey, let's seven go. Let's save, go, save, which, is, which is pretty pretty impressive. And, yeah, I mean, and and he still needs to come out of the pen. That's for sure. But that's yeah, just, yeah, and he yeah he brings a lot of value on the mound as well. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have I don't think we have uh, a, like a graphic for probables, but we do have a little bit of information that just came out about that. Um, Zach Davies, I believe, will pitch tomorrow against Jose Urania who is not a good pitcher for the White Sox, has an ERA over seven. I don't think he has a win this year. Um, on Wednesday, the White Sox do not have a starter announced as of yet. Uh, I believe, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the pitcher, but they had a pitcher in that spot in their rotation who just hit the injured list. Mm -hmm. So he is uh, he is not going to be available. It kind of seems like it'll be a bullpen day for the White Sox on Wednesday. Brandon Fott is slated to start that day for the D-backs. And then on Thursday, the D-backs don't have a starter uh, as of yet, could be a bullpen game for the D-backs, but the White Sox have Tuki Toussaint. Mm -hmm. uh, Second time this year, right? Yeah, I believe the D-backs saw Toussaint when he was uh, with another team, Guardians, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's yeah. bounced around quite a bit. Um, but yeah, and he also, you know, is, is obviously... Uh, you know, still kind of figuring things out. So. I cannot wait for that because they are going to mention that he was a former Diamondback every single time yep. <laughs> they take the field. Correct. It is what it is what they did last time. I remember it. That's listen. I don't blame them. That's you're a broadcaster. You gotta. You, you, if you get something like that, you gotta go back to the well. But <laughs> in case you didn't know. Yeah, he was a part of this organization at one point. The Diamondbacks did draft Tuki Toussaint. Yeah, we remember. We all remember. <laughs> um, well, how important is this series? Very. I don't <laughs> not. I mean, no, very, very <laughs> extremely. I mean, do you really want to hang your hopes on winning a series against the Astros in the final Just series of the year the or sweeping stop. the Astros in the final series of the year? I mean, let's take a look at the wild card standings because this shows you how close things are right now. Where would so, you rather be than right here? Yep. I right mean, th now. this is fun, but. I'm also, I'm tired of the anxiety. I'm tired. I've just been riddled with anxiety for three straight weeks. Diamondbacks now tied with the Cubs uh, for, I guess you could say, 
the two wild card spots. The Marlins just one game back from all of them. And then the Reds now two and a half games back. We've kind of pushed some of those other teams now off of uh, off of this board because it's the looking Padres more and more. have passed the Giants. Yes, yeah, so funny. I don't even want to hear that. Don't even, I don't want is that insane? That, no. What do you mean you don't want to hear? That's hilarious. It's it is hilarious, but uh, the Padres still terrify me. The Padres are the only team. Oh my god. <laughs> the Padres are the only team not in the playoffs right now with a positive run differential, and it is incredibly high. And the Diamondbacks, and the, the Diamondbacks the is the only one <laughs> yep. without a positive run differential currently in the playoffs. So things Woo! aren't great. Uh, and of course, like I said, the White Sox. It's just, I mean, it, you, you don't want to overlook them, obviously, due to the yeah. fact that they are a, a baseball team. They have gone four and six in their last <laughs> They time. are a baseball they team. The bar is on the floor. have nine guys with sticks that want to hit the ball that you're throwing. So, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, if there's really no better time to be playing a team like the White Sox, like I know you, you don't want to look past them, but like if there's a time for the bats to get hot, that's like and that and the, the pitch the bullpen to, to get back to being shut down the starters like this is a this is a get right series that's for, for sure uh, it's, it's just difficult because all this rain all this weather like all these like like i think merrill was talking about it today on the broadcast that it's just very like you know they they don't know if they're going to start on time or yeah. if they're even going to play yeah. like they had to get these games in in new york due to how important it was for the diamondbacks in the wild card situation but you almost get the feeling like they might have postponed these if these were two teams out of contention and just been like that would have been 100 percent i mean let's not even play these games like who who in their right mind after the regular season is over all the playoffs have been decided and they're like i need to turn on eliminated arizona diamondbacks versus eliminated (laughs) new york yankees and get what is what is essentially i mean not obviously but like basically a 163 type vibes like for no reason that would that would have been hilarious josh hunt in the comments said padres finally have a crumb of justification for their payroll the size of a country's gdp <laughs> well said well said i mean maybe, uh, maybe maybe if they make the play do you uh, do you know where it might rain on tuesday chicago illinois chicago illinois yeah that's not great jesse that's no. not great at least the diamondbacks are used to it by this point i don't know what to say can we can we good. pull up the uh uh uh, the standings one more time. <laughs> just, as da- just as Damon's like trying to adjust the cord, my my timing is Damon always was ideal. literally under the table. So adjusting cords. Just just to like frame the postseason picture moving forward, the Diamondbacks are still in a good spot. This was not a you know you were in really good position to make the playoffs, and now yeah. now you're behind the eight ball. You're in a really tough spot. The D-backs are still in a good position. Still control their own destiny because yeah, they are now tied with the Chicago Cubs after this game, but they have the tiebreaker over the Cubs, Correct. so they still lead they the still Cubs. Lead the the Cubs. Cubs could only pass the Diamondbacks if they you know play one game or better than the Diamondbacks the rest of the year, right? And then the Marlins are a game behind both of these teams right now. The Marlins have the tiebreaker against both teams. So the Marlins are essentially the Cubs are a game behind the Diamondbacks and the Marlins are a game behind the Diamondbacks. And if you're the Diamondbacks, for the sake of argument, I'm going to put the Reds to the side here because I don't know if they'd even make the playoffs if they won the rest of their games. That's kind of the position that they're in. If you're the Diamondbacks, you make the postseason as long as you avoid both the Cubs and the Marlins overtaking you. Yes. If one of the two teams overtakes you, you still make yep. the playoffs. You just can't have both of these teams overtake you. And as of right now, they're both still a game behind you. And that's why the Diamondbacks are still still in a pretty good spot. Absolutely. And if you want some more good news, the Cubs have three games with the Braves, 
in three games with the Brewers. I don't Although, know how that final series with the uh, Brewers. That, nothing go. about that feels like good news. Based the Braves on have been screwing the, us. And I mean, <laughs> the Brewers did too against the Marlins. So yeah. like, yeah. if they want to keep up, like, please help us. Because <laughs> well, you haven't been recently. You don't Take a want, book out of the Pirates. You don't want to hear what the Marlins have remaining on their schedule. No, they, yeah. But I'm going to tell you anyway. Three games against the Mets and three games against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay, well, hold on. The Pirates, the Pirates have been doing their fucking job for us. So fucking we hero. are all Buckos <laughs> fans over here. And then the Mets, like, you owe us. You do owe us. You tried to ruin our season multiple you times. You owe us. Yeah. So, all right. There's good reasons to bet against the Marlins, but maybe I wouldn't actually bet yeah. money. But if you are betting money, a good place to do so, bet MGM. If you haven't signed up yet, you can place your first bet MGM sportsbook wager through the bet MGM sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. And in doing so, you will get $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. You can spend those all sorts. I had... The wildest. I bet against the Cardinals. I tried to emotionally hedge my my bets. I lied bet against the Cardinals, which is the worst part. Ah, uh, yeah. see, no, that I don't know about that. But I, yeah, because you could kind of feel it, right? Well, um, I mean, we saw the exact same thing happen last week, so we I was did. like, oh, chance to, I've seen this movie. I'll either before. be disappointed and I make money, or I will not be disappointed and I will lose money. I Thanks guess. to a fifty percent odds boost from Ooh. the Bet MGM folks, I got a uh, I bet ten dollars and my payout was potentially twelve hundred dollars, <laughs> and mostly <laughs> everything I had on there was reasonable and hit i had a james connor anytime touchdown okay. i had him having like 50 yards i had like uh pollard having like 39.6 yards i had both the quarterbacks under like 300 yards passing all of that hit which is the damn over i went under on the over mm. under it was like 43 points i was like in what world do the cardinals score that many points well they did it last week uh, and i also <laughs> bet on the cowboys so regrettably awesome. uh, i did that but you can make better bets than i did and make yourself some money and also don't miss out on that $200 by signing up using code PHNX and depositing at least $10 into your newly created account. You got to play, place a wager in the bet uh, amount of at least $10 at a standard odds price. And once you've done so, uh, you will receive $200 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. Sign up now. Sign up now. Do it. Use that bonus code again. Place your first bet MGM Sportsbook wager through the bet MGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. Very very aesthetically pleasing app. You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. Once again, when it comes to wins, when it comes to losses, even maybe ties, uh, I'm drinking a Joy Bus uh, Wowie. That's the Four Peaks beer that gets me through all of life's ups and downs. But of course, uh, you can pick your favorite because Four Peaks has a wide variety of flavors, including the classic Kilt Lifter. Uh, and of course, right now it's pumpkin porter season. So make sure to not miss out on pumpkin porter back on the shelves and in draft lines throughout the valleys. Of course, still my favorite the joy bus uh you can visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all of your favorite brewery tours and events stein holding just happened that was fun i saw uh i, I don't think i can do that 
Those guys stood out there for a long time. You got arms, though. I do have arms, but they're also heavy. (laughs) They're beefy arms, but they they, they, they have their own weight to them as well. I don't have the shoulder strength. (laughs) Oh, it's a lot. I mean, these guys were out there for a minute. But uh, we still have Oktoberfest and, of course, the Haunted Brewery Tours in October right around the corner. Check out Four Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Um, well, I know this is a packed episode. I know we had a lot of stuff to cover. I know we don't normally do post games on Monday, but it is Monday. And of course, every year on this show, our year, every month on this show, indigenous people's month, every month on this show, black history month, every month on this show is women's history month. And of course, every month on this show is black women's history month. Every week, Damon's laughing like he doesn't take this shit seriously, but this is absolutely the truth. Every week is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. And God damn it, every Monday, rain or shine, we go to the mailbag. Damon, let's go. My mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow. Shout out to Megaran, by the way. His children's album is out. Don't miss out on Buddy's Magic Toy Box. And his, he is trying uh, to get nominated for a Grammy in the children's category. And he absolutely deserves it. That album is incredible. So please support our friend and, of course, the maker be, of our Mailbag Monday song. I'm, I can see I'm going to be pissed off when you post a picture with his fucking Grammy, Derek. I can see it oh, now. I can't wait. I can't I wait. Can I'm going to kiss it him. now. I can see it now. <laughs> hey, oh, guys, man. I'm not going to be here this week because i got to go to the Grammys with Megaran. Yeah, well, <laughs> these are the things that happen around here. Uh, we got our first question. Let's go. What do we got? Ryan asks, can I get some motivation Monday words for the final week of the season? Uh, yes, Ryan, we have your motivation. Uh, I think Jesse just provided us with a lot of motivation when it came to where the Arizona Diamondbacks stand after, you know, the, the, the this loss, right? Things look bleak. Uh, you, we're either back or it's over. That's there's no in between. Mm-hmm. That's the two. <laughs> that's the two gears we have around here. But if you need some more motivation, I'll tell you this, Ryan, you are absolutely a playoff contender is what I'm going to tell you in your life, in your actions, in your words and <laughs> everything happening to you. Don't let anybody steal this from you. Don't let the Marlins steal this from you. Don't let, you know, the Cubs pass you. Uh, you get to the playoffs and make yourself a world series champion metaphorically, of course, metaphorically, because you're not actually a baseball player. No we know that the Marlins are just viciously chasing after everyone's happiness. They, you know, they're, they they're just trying, they're trying are. to just they snatch it away. Absolutely want to end our happiness. <laughs> that does seem like the vibes of yeah. Miami. <laughs> um, but the true motivation is that the Diamondbacks are in a great spot. And when it comes to, you know, this week, uh, you, it's not great that they're playing the Astros, but uh, they do have a pretty weak White Sox team ahead of them that hopefully they can get some wins and secure themselves that I mean, like I said spot. earlier, they control their own destiny. As they long do. as they do their job. Mm-hmm. Like, right, there was the, the Suns, right? The, 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 what was it, 8-0 in the bubble or whatever it was? But they still no. had to wait and for they, other teams and they, to lose. And they had no control over their own destiny. That's like, that's a, like, if you're the Marlins, for example, there is a world in which you win out and you don't make the playoffs. That sucks. Yeah. If the Diamondbacks do their job, they're making the playoffs, and that's a, a much better position to be in, obviously. There you go. Love it. What else we got, Damon? Uh, Josh Perlman uh, at jpearlaz on Twitter asks, if the D-backs clinch before Saturday's game, would they rest Kelly and save him for the National League wildcard game one? That would allow Gallant to pitch game two and potential closeout game on normal rest. So, yeah, I mean, this is obviously the best case scenario for the Diamondbacks. I, I don't know if they can really worry too much when every game is still critical about how they're going to play it out so that Merrill and Zach are available, but... 
I mean, let's be honest. It is something that Tori does have to kind of factor in here yeah. as this week plays out. Well, I mean, we have talked about it, I think, last week, right, about what they would do potentially in that last game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a hard time believing they're going to be in a position in a situation where the last two games don't matter. Um I feel like they are probably, yeah, after today that doesn't yeah, seem very I feel likely. like every game Fair. is going to matter. And if, if not, then it would just be the last game that doesn't matter. Um, so I feel like it's probably not a situation we're going to be in. Um, but yeah, I would have to imagine, right. If they, if they were somehow in that situation, they would probably try to figure out a way where they could get Merrill and, and Zach in the, the first two games of that post of the wildcard series. Yeah. I mean, if you can have Zach Allen start game one, you want Zach Allen to start mm-hmm. game one, right? So the Diamondbacks are going to do that if they have the opportunity. I think you can say with quite a bit of confidence, but they're probably not going to have the yeah. opportunity. Is sort of is sort of where we're at now. I mean, Gallon is slated to start on Friday, uh, right? I mean, that's that's you're having to make that decision with three games remaining in the season, and with Merrill, you're having to make it with two games remaining in the season. So, with I agree with what Sean just said that you're probably not going to be in that position. You could be in position though where the last game of yeah. the season doesn't matter and. You might be able to, you know, find a way to string together some innings with some lower leverage guys and, you know, try to be as fresh going into the postseason as you possibly can. Time for an eight inning shutout performance from Bryce Jarvis in the last day of the season. Sebi Zavala, getting, you know, <laughs> shutting Zavala it down in the ninth. <laughs> piece of Yoshi said the Astros are 46 and 29 on the road. Not a piece of information I really wanted to know. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it is kind of bizarre. A lot of their struggles have happened yeah. uh, at home. Yeah. yeah. And then sweep the uh, White Sox, and that's not as important. Yeah, that's a great point. Elise says anxiety is already real high. Yes, Elise, it absolutely is. But again, like we were kind of talking about, it's much better to be here than be not, and then these games not mean anything. I mean, we were even saying like, and obviously, uh, it would be great to be the fan of a team it's that's clinched and whatever. Us, but like, yeah, right, right. Like, I mean, as I was, far as content's concerned, yeah. But we also think like. You know, I, I don't know how exciting it is for your team to already have clinched the division. And, and yeah. you know, like at least at least we are having exciting baseball games every single day because yeah. every single game. matters. Yeah. I, like it. I would much rather be the Dodgers, obviously. But sure. if and this I, show was about the Dodgers, it would have been real boring over the last month. There would have been Jack all the talk. About. I don't know. That team has some uh, as uh, as a lot of weird things going on with them. Yeah, right I mean, now if, it's the, year, I mean so. if we're being realistic, it's the Dodgers is always something to talk about. But yeah. They got not it. as much like not I like just it. talk about Mookie's podcast. That's what I talk about. I just talk time. about Mookie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What else we got? Uh, Gabriel at Bold as Bronze on Twitter asks, I'm currently in Europe for the next three weeks. This is the first time a pl- I plan a trip in late September, early October because I didn't want to miss potential playoffs. Should I just do this every year if it means missing the playoffs in person? So, so this you, is the year that you finally decided to, to schedule a one during the playoffs? Is that what I'm understanding? I don't understand it. But I, mean, I also think like... Whatever you did, yeah, you got to do it again. You, you got to do it again. That's, so this is That's it. just how this. You made this bed. You must lay in it now. Um, We're creatures of habit when yeah. it comes to baseball. So yes, you do have to do this every single year. I mean, going to Europe for three weeks doesn't sound like the worst punishment. Yeah, twist my either. arm. Oh. Got to miss the playoffs. I got to get up at three o'clock in the morning to watch these baseball games. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think it was just a humble brag. I think Gabriel I think so just too. wanted like, yeah, to yeah, yeah. in Europe for the next three weeks. Yeah, we it, see sounds, you, it sounds like it. he waited to find out that the Diamondbacks were in, were potentially going to be in the postseason, and that's when he decided to go on this vacation. Well, and also, and the now, funnier part is it seems like over the last few years, you were like, can't go in September, can't go in October, because they might make the yeah. playoffs. <laughs> that's bad Which, judgment. if you were doing yeah, that two judgment. years ago, you were a crazy person, <laughs> and I respect it, but you are a crazy mm. person. 
person. He is a crazy person, that's for sure. <laughs> I still think he's just trying to flex on us that he's in Europe. That's what yeah. I think is going on. Yeah, yeah that's, so this is the wrong place for that. Go to the Coyote Show. That's yeah, what Leah that, and Craig yeah. do yeah, every single day. They're sure. like, oh, Leah's like, I studied abroad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got? Uh, Aaron Hughes. Uh, Aaron R. Hughes on Twitter asks, with how good the bullpen has been lately. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Aaron. Oh, Aaron. Oh, no. Tom makes fools of us all. Uh, with how good with how good the bullpen has been lately, who are we sending down DFAing? Also, it seems like Lawler's figuring it out, so would Rivera go down? Mm. Jesse? Yeah, I I well, so first I assume we're talking about like like a playoff uh, mm-hmm. roster situation yes. here where you have to cut cut down from 28 down to 26 uh yeah i i i don't know if i would quite say that lawler you know is uh, i mean he's looked better right i mean he, you know he had a hit in this game and i think he's making he's you know making some positive strides the some defensive plays in this game. yeah the d-backs are still frankly only playing him when they have to i mean they're they're only playing him when Cattell is hurt uh is or yep. in this case you know had a, had an illness that he was dealing with um so i i don't know if he's someone they necessarily want to be playing even though i i do agree he has looked a little bit better um yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough decision for them. I think you probably want Lawler on that playoff roster because you want someone who can play shortstop. You feel good about playing shortstop on yeah. the roster if if Perdomo were to you know get hurt or, or something like that. At third base, you have a lot of depth. I mean, you mm-hmm. have Rivera, you have Longoria, you have Jace Peterson. You know, if you're looking to shed you know someone from from the roster, it kind of makes sense for it to come from that position. And Jace Peterson being left-handed and having some experience in the big leagues, I think Emmanuel Rivera is, you know, probably the odd man out on on paper as of right now. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And I think at this point, you know, the the bullpen has been playing well and the Diamondbacks do need as many arms as they can possibly get. They'll have to shed a a pitcher as well. Um, Yeah, there I I guess maybe Bryce Jarvis would be... um, and I mean, he's pitched well, so you know you'd hate to you'd hate to do that. But Luis I think Frias? he's sort of Luis Frias has pitched pretty yeah, well lately. Uh, I know yesterday wasn't quite as pretty for him, but he also had to get like five outs because of the wind uh, and some of the plays yeah. just being very difficult in that game. Yeah. So I think Frias is probably there to say Bryce Jarvis has sort of been used as a as kind of an extra length arm, you know, in a postseason series. That's something you probably wouldn't need quite as much. So. That would be my guess, uh, but there's you know there, there's a few different ways they could go with that. All right, our last question comes from Jacob Schultz, and this one's specifically for me, so you guys can just go ahead and tap out now. Uh, Jacob asks if all of the D-backs players were in a season of Big Brother, who wins? Who gets voted out of the house first? And what alliances form? I've never seen a single episode of Big Brother. Oh I don't even God. fully understand the concept of it. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking so about. So it's it's essentially like uh survivor one of those reality games Mm -hmm. where you start out with a group people get voted off each week uh this is more of living in a house with people having to live on top of people not being able to leave the house uh there's games uh there is a uh, head of household who decides on who gets put up there are like a veto where someone could win the chance to take themselves off and then the house votes on who uh so basically if the entire diamondbacks roster was forced to live in the house who do they like the least is that the like how well, do they, how do they decide <laughs> so who he was he was saying who wins 
Well, sometimes it's strategic. Sometimes you're going to vote out a strong oh, player. Get Tommy Fam out of here. Yes, that Tommy motherfucker Pham is going is to win absolutely. at all costs. Tommy yeah. Fam is absolutely a player. I would be. He's threatened. the exact like. First of all, you're going to have half the guys not taking it very seriously because they're <laughs> just going to go in there and they're just going to be like, "I'm just happy to be on CBS in prime time." I right. cannot see <laughs> any of our outfielders, any of the young kids in the outfielders, being like, "I need this." No, you know what? I can see them. <laughs> them being the ones that form the alliance. Yes, yes. Right? Like Jake Corbin, Corbin and they'd be and, like, "We're the snakes in the grass," and yeah. they'd have like a little handshake where they go like. Corbin and Alec are, yeah. and probably Geraldo, throw him in there, are all. Maybe like, Gabby? Maybe yeah, I don't just know. The youth. Just it's the, the babies. Just the youth. The core. baby backs yeah. are all gonna are all gonna group up. Yeah, yeah. The old old folk out. Yeah, that's usually how it happens. That's so what people get voted out. out of the house. People get voted out of the house. I think Corbin is so nice that no one would ever attempt to ever vote. So him here's out. the thing. Here's the thing. Corbin is who I would choose to win the game. Yeah. Because Corbin Carroll is a man that came into this <laughs> season with a goal in mind mm-hmm. and he has achieved that goal. I'll also he say- has literally made history and he has f- pretty much secured himself the rookie of the year for the national. League, yeah. Right. I, I, I mean, I, I can't see anybody taking it from him with a week left to go. And so th- that's, that's, that's enacting a game plan, right? That is coming in, having your eyes set on the prize and being able to follow through on your game plan, to ultimately get to your goal. I, I don't know if there's anybody on the diamondbacks I could say did that. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever told you this before. I was in like, uh, like a Syracuse University version of Survivor, like on campus, um, and I was in it. I came in third. I came in third only because I was once I got to the final three, I lost the final challenge, and I was clearly the bigger threat, so I didn't get brought to the final. That's Whatever. how this works. But that's the reality yeah, world. That I, works. the reason I got so far, and the reason I agree that I think Corbin, like I think Corbin would just like I was just low key the whole time. Like I didn't make enemy enemies. I didn't. I didn't really assert my dominance that bad until it got yeah. to a point where yeah. it was every man for themselves and I was just like oh I'm better than all of you but I'll Corbin's low-key competitive so you know yeah. he would take it seriously Corbin, and he would Corbin, win. He Corbin would, would strategize well enough he would make <laughs> friends with people he wouldn't make himself a threat uh, and then once it got to every man for themselves everyone would look around and be like oh we fucked up that guy's still here and yeah. he's better yeah he's gonna yeah. dominate Jake, um, Jake McCarthy would be the one blabbing plans to like Evan Longoria you'd be like yeah. oh yeah we have an alliance and he'd be like what do you mean you have an alliance Corbin would, Evan would take that information Corbin back to would, the would, would ride would, would ride his alliance with Jake and and Alec to the very end yeah. he would use them to carry him into yes. the everyman and then it would be like and just absolutely you guys. backstab yeah, both of I, them I, I, got, I uh, gotta do something here I gotta I, yeah First person out of the house. That was that was that was the one thing. Tommy Pham, just because Tommy Pham, he's a threat, and he also, I don't know. I feel like he's. I feel like if if you're not on his team and you're in a competition, we've seen how that can go for some people. Jock Peterson, yeah. Um, And so I don't know that he would. I don't know in a situation like that he would necessarily. Plus, he's a threat. I I, I take it the other way. I think Tommy Pham would come in playing too hot. I think people would immediately find a way to be like, yeah, this guy's this guy's game playing in the first yeah. on, on day one. Like we're still having cocktails and learning each other's names. And he's trying to form alliances Plus, and Tommy, figure out who's going to be that. Like, I can see it because Tom, Tommy, like when you see his interviews and stuff like that, he's very dry. And so I could totally see like everyone's in the house chopping it up. And Tommy yeah. just kind of shuffles over with his drink and be like, so who's the alliances? Yeah. And then it's just like, what do we what do you mean? I see, don't even know your name yet, Tommy. See, I think Cattell would low-key also be, like, cool with everybody in the house. Cattell would pretend that he doesn't speak English the whole time. Yes. And he wouldn't be a threat. And then he'd be, like, bringing information back. He's sitting right in the room while they're talking <laughs> yeah. in front and of him. Like, yeah, they're talking like he, they don't need to know what they're saying. Yeah. You ever, have you seen that, that Kike Hernandez clip 
Oh, yeah. he was talking about oh. in AAA, and he was just he pretended that he didn't speak English for like a whole oh. month until his and his manager was talking to him with a translator the whole time. Like that'd be something Cattell would do, and then at the end he'd be like, "I actually speak English, you goon." Very well, in fact. If I was in this house, uh, I'd be going around being like, "We got to get Jace Peterson out of here." <laughs> Jace is a mystery. Jace, I feel like we get voted out I don't too. Trust that Jace Jace I, don't, I don't know yeah. a whole lot about Jace, like as a person, so I would just be like, "Ah, I." Uh, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would be would would be making alliances no. in the way you need to to win no. a game like this. See, Christian Walker though strikes me as the guy that would win too much stuff. That eventually yes. they're like, we got to get Walker, this guy out. Christian Walker got, just wouldn't go. know how to play the game, and he would just dominate. He would be yeah. he would be what Corbin like the opposite of Corbin. He wouldn't he understand would just like, to dial it back. Yeah, he's never seen the show before, so yeah. he thinks I just got to win, mm-hmm. um, and that's not really yeah. how it works. Yeah. He's right. See, he gets it. He's yeah. not even seen the show. I've, I've seen Survivor yeah. enough, and if it's the same concept, it. I get it's it. exactly. You're just. I just think both of you that. guys are sort of crazy. But what else is new? Wait, what, is crazy <laughs> for <laughs> for entertaining this or for our answers? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, we just, take this way just too across seriously. Across the board. Yeah. Now I want to see this fucking season. <laughs> it would of this be show. awesome. Now I'm like, I'm furious. I'm not going to see the Diamondbacks <laughs> play in Big Brother. But uh, of course, we thank you guys for being here uh, for this craziness, all of this stuff. We thank Jesse for putting up with us as well. But if you are already a PHNX diehard, you're already part of the family. You already know how crazy things get around here. If you're not, join us. Become a diehard member. Not only will you get all sorts of wonderful benefits from our partners, discounts with our partners. You get a $50 gift certificate gift certificate for Mountain Mike's Pizza. You also get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com and our fancy little welcome kit that comes in. You get 20% off all future purchases and so much more. So make sure to join us and become part of the diehard family today. Uh, you can sign up at gophnx.com. You can also sign up for Fubo TV, mm. if you're looking to watch the most Arizona sports for the lowest price, of course, they have 140 uh, plus live channels of sports shows, movies and news. Uh, no contract, no cable, no hassle. You just sign up and you can start watching immediately. And you also have a thousand hours of cloud DVR storage included at no extra charge. Uh, so do not miss out on the NFL season, college football season. Uh, U.S. Open, Ryder Cup for you golf fans, and so much more. So, listen, I'm not a golf guy, but anytime it's U.S. versus the world, I'm there. Sign me up. I'm here for the Ryder. Right. I, I turn. I turn into a flag waving patriot mm-hmm. when it comes That's to my uh, best part about international Arizona sports, or uh, best USA part team, about international sports. Sure. Uh, you can watch your favorite international sports, uh, college football, and NFL with Fubo. Go to uh, FuboTV.com/phnx to sign up for 15 percent off your first month of Fubo Pro. Uh, well, that's all we got, guys. We thank you again so much for being here and, uh, of course, for rooting for the Arizona Diamondbacks. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Sean is at Sean underscore DePaz. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, the pro- people's producer, the maniac behind the Mac, is Damon. He is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. Of course, we are Damon's dogs. Uh, our show's at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys. We appreciate your time. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when it is played inside of the Big Brother house.